He had amazing ability to wind up even though he didn't speak English. I liked him actually, I enjoyed it. You know, he was a tough guy and he was aggressive and he was he was angry. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So Martin Lipton is with us. Martin, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well, actually. How are you? Spurs uh, nailed on to be second now after that performance yesterday. Sorry, I misheard that. Are Spurs nailed on to be second now after that performance yesterday? No. I feel, they still haven't played well. This is the bizarre thing. They haven't played well all season, and yet they're you know third in the league. I don't quite know how it happens. Um, I think the interesting thing on, on Saturday, A, obviously Son scoring is really important, but the tactical change in the second half when Bissouma came on, is one that the a lot of the fans have been asking for, to play with a midfield three rather than the two to stop being outnumbered. Um, and that did appear to have an impact. But then you've got to make a decision on who your right wing-back is. And that's where there'll be division, I think it's fair to say, between the supporters what, and what, the manager. What's the division? Well, the supporters want anybody but Emerson and the manager wants Emerson. <laughs> that's the mm. division. <laughs> I think there's a, an argument that you play Kulisevsky right wing-back. I think that could be an option, but you've got to then make him work defensively because he hasn't had to do that in the past. Uh, but it is interesting. But the reality is that yeah. they've got they've scored, you know, second or third highest number of goals. They've got a really good relative um, defence in terms of goals they conceded. But you watch that first half on Saturday and that, that could have been 5-4 either way at half-time. Where is, where is young Darty in all this? At the moment, he's not. Um... Conte said he's still not recovered from the injury he got at the end of last season. And that must be true because you'd have wanted a plan. Because before the injury, he looked for the first time at the player they thought they were signing. And he was excellent for a period of about two months. And then he got injured, missed the end of the season and hasn't had a kick since. Now, that must be because he's not recovered properly from the from the operation. It's a really long season. They're going to play loads and loads of games. I, I do think he's going to get an opportunity and just hope that, um, from our perspective, that he's ready when it does. But it, it's a really interesting squad at the moment. And it, it is interesting to see that a manager of, of his standing in the game and with that track record is still willing to be tactically flexible and take risks and be adventurous when it comes to changing things around. That's a really positive sign, I would argue. Well, yeah, I think you have to be able to do that and to be willing to... To, to change the shape if circumstances de- determine that. I, I think that, you know, the best teams are able to to have a framework and play off the cuff, as it were, within that and make, make slight tweaks and alterations, sometimes change things completely uh, just to unhinge and, and unsettle the opponent. And I think you need to, to have that. I mean, the thing that helps Spurs, of course, is they know they're going to score goals. You know, even if Kane isn't anywhere near his sharpest, he's still got six in seven in the Premier League and he's probably playing at about 70% of his effectiveness. Really, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he's, he, his touch isn't quite there, his final ball's not quite there. The odd pass is there, but not enough of it. You know, you, you, you know there's a lot more to come from Kane and yet he's still scoring goals. This is a huge uh, benefit. And it's, it's why going back two or three years when he wasn't fit, he would still play because he was still the most likely score, source of goals even when he's not playing well. Because also... Kane creates space for others because you ha- you can't leave him. You can't let him pick up the ball and turn because he'll shoot and score potentially. And if you get too tight, 
it it leaves space in behind. It's a real problem just for being there because you know what he can do. Um, and obviously for Tottenham, Son coming on and scoring goals and banishing those clouds of doubt that had started to to weigh over him is is a huge thing. What happened There's there? Still Martin? something missing though. What happened there? Because. Um... You know, just it looked like obviously it was a confidence thing, bit of a hangover from how well he did last season. Um, he, his his stats w- would suggest he wasn't dribbling as much. Blah 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 blah. Comes on and gets a hat trick. Yeah, because football is played in the head. Between you know, mm. that, that sort of foot of real estate between your ears is where it matters. He was losing faith in himself because things weren't working. He admitted that uh, after the game. One kick of the ball changes everything, uh, and I think it was always likely to. That once he scored one, I don't think I don't think you say he scores one and scores a hat trick in thirteen minutes. But you score one, you expect him to score quite a few because of the quality of the player he is. Um, and lo and behold, Spurs could probably do without the international vein now because he'd be absolutely flying going into Arsenal in a fortnight. But it is a fortnight, and uh, half of that squad goes away for Nations League and other World Cup feeling games with no idea what sort of shape they're going to be coming in when they get back. Yeah, the the, the um, I'm not sure if the buses were running at all, obviously in London this weekend, but it was put to him. It's like a London bus. Three come along at once. I'm not really sure that happens, but are ten going to come along at once? It really does. <laughs> are ten going to come along at once now? Um, well, I hope so. Particularly if they've got some tough games coming up. Look, I think if you look across the the league, the two best teams in the league this season are the current top two, actually, City and. Arsenal and City, they've been the best two teams. And then probably the third best team are in third. But Spurs haven't played as well as the other two and they haven't played as well as they can. But as a staging post for the season, you definitely take four points dropped out of 21 after seven matches. There's no question about that. It's a a great position to be in going into the international break. Having said that, the caveat is who have they played? Yeah, what's your style, Martin? Because I watched them against... um... It's, it's it's bizarre when you think back now. Against Chelsea, they were very, very subservient in that game. Didn't have much of the ball. And I'm like, what, what's the shape of this Spurs team in terms of possession-based football this season? Have they a way of... What is this actual style? Because they obviously are scoring a lot of goals. I think he's, it's, it's a counter-attacking strategy at the moment, unquestionably. That may change with if he goes with the midfield three because that will immediately give them more ball protection. Um, with If that three are... Probably Basuma, Hoberg and Bentancur. But remember, a fit skip comes into the reckoning there as well. And he hasn't kicked a ball yet this season. Literally not kicked a ball in the first team because of the injury at the end of last year. Uh, he gives them energy as well. They can then protect the ball better. They may be a better team in terms of having possession. But the setup thus far has been sit in deep and then hit on the counter. I mean, you could argue it's rather Mourinho-esque. Uh, and that period under Mourinho when they were at top of the league in the first half of the season in the sort of the COVID hit or yeah, the early, the late starting COVID season, the 21-2 season. No, 20, I've lose track of time. 2021 season when there were no crowds and they, they were top of the league at, just before Christmas playing counter-attack and nothing else. It's funny because um, you, you bring up Mourinho. <laughs> Nuno was still the manager this time last year. It's an incredible turnaround because... Like the the football might not have been, um, I don't know. The, the style of play might not be a million miles away, but it's far more effective. And the transformation of the club since Conte has arrived is, I I I, I don't want to say unparalleled because somebody's going to point something out. But I don't remember a turnaround as pronounced in such a short period of time. 
Well, I do assume that uh, Conte has membership of the Magic Circle or something like that because he certainly pulled a trick on Tottenham and turned them into a football club. Uh, it's been quite remarkable. The, the effort the players put in, they, you know, they were lazy, you could say. That'd be unfair under Nuno, but they didn't do any running. They didn't ha- he didn't want them to run. Conte runs them into the ground. And it's no surprise that if you run a team that hard, they, they stay fit. And it's made a difference. They were able to stay in matches until the end. They'll score late goals because they're just that one or two percent fitter than the opposition. It helps. Um, His comments after the or before the game at, on Saturday, I thought were, were quite notable. Where he's like, "We we bought Richarlison because we need a really really good fourth striker, not a young player that you have to trust." Because this is this is Spurs. The Spurs I want Spurs to be not the Spurs, which was a, a history of failure, basically a history of just being good but not really being that good and not really caring. Where he's like, he basically is saying, "I want to change the mindset of this club." That's it. He measures the, the, the merit of a manager by the trophies he's got on his sideboard. It's as simple as that. It's a, very, it's a very easy calculation. He's not interested in development. He's not interested in long-term planning. Yeah, that's nice to have. He's interested in winning. He wants to say, look what I won. Uh, and again, there's a Mourinho-esque trait there as well, to be fair. I mean, the two are not dissimilar. Um, the difference being that Conti alienates boards and Mourinho, it seems, alienates players. So neither lasts as long as maybe you <laughs> might want them to. But, well, uh, as things are going, we'll see. Conte's definitely going to get this season, it feels. I say that now, and sure, look, <laughs> they can play that clip back to me at the end of the season if that doesn't work out. I would never say anything for certain. Look, I, I think, though, that the, the view is that they'll. That he, at the moment, seems quite happy there. Uh, I saw there was the stuff from Italy yesterday, you know, Juventus want him and... He fell out with Juventus. Why is he going to go back? Uh, I think that's unlikely. You never know. I mean, never say never in football. But at the moment, he's, he's the happy place is Tottenham. Uh, they've given him what he wants and they promised him more of what he wants in January and again next summer. So there'll be a sort of continued uh, renewal of the squad. Uh, and he works very well with Paricci, the, um, the the general manager or sporting director or whatever his, his title is at, at Tottenham. They work hand in glove. They've known each other for a long time. Daniel Levy has basically said to the, the the football side of the club, you know, I'll do the deals if I have to, but you sort them out. That seems to be working. They bought in seven, eight players over the summer. They got rid of the ones they didn't want in the main. The only exception being uh, Brian Hill. And, and even he's, you know, been talked up by, by Conscious having a chance to play. So it's a much happier ship than it's been for a very long time. Can we talk about an unhappy ship at the moment? And that's going on at West Ham, where David Moyes was critical of the players in the aftermath of the game, which is obviously always a dangerous line to tread. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What do you think is going to happen at West Ham with Moyes this season? Uh, well, I hope that nothing stupid happens. Because, you know, he's the reason they've done so well over the last couple of years. And he's trying to bring new new bodies in and make a difference. I thought they should have got something out of the game. It wasn't a great game yesterday. Uh, and if the, the shot hits the, the hits the post, comes in rather than comes out, they get at least a draw and probably there's a momentum shift and they might go on and win it. I mean, they were they were creating havoc at the set pieces, weren't they? And it just wouldn't go in. It was one of those those days. But then you look at the table and think, oh dear, that's not clever. And, and it isn't clever. I mean, they are where they are for a reason. The European results have been really positive. Though. They played, played well in those games. Uh, and you think, well, why can't they take that European form into into the domestic games and I think that would be the thing that would help is that it isn't as if they're getting battered every match or struggling to win 
they're winning, the, as it were, the wrong matches. Uh, and they need to start winning some of the league games. Uh, but the longer it goes on, you know, with the reality of it and that what's at stake if you get it wrong in the Premier League, we're talking, you know, millions and millions of pounds, then it can be a bit twitchy. I think you can't see them being silly enough to, to want to make a change before um, the World Cup break, but they might do during it if things haven't improved. Is, is Mark Noble's loss in the dressing room a thing at all? I'm just wondering how, you know, we, we spoke about Bohemians this year. Like, they've, they've they lost their, their main driving force in the midfield, more of a character. They've fallen off a cliff. They've become a soft, soft team all of a sudden. Um, is that any of an issue at all? Well, it wasn't really much of a feature on the pitch, what he last season, but mm. maybe in the dressing room and at training he was. I mean, the expectation was that Deathman Rice in particular would fill that void and, and take it up. And has he? Well, I don't think he's playing badly. I mean, so, but I don't know what, I genuinely have no idea what sort of character he is in the dressing room. I've never been in a dressing room with Mark Noble or mm. Declan Rice, so I can't, I can't tell. Um, sometimes it just, you know, with new players, it, it takes them a bit longer to, to feel at home mm. um, and to feel confident in themselves. And there's a bit of a transition in the way they want to play, I think, at times. I mean, th- there were moments yesterday when you thought Antonio is going to win this game on his own because he was bossing various elements of it, and it never quite came off. Last season, at this stage, that they were all coming off. He was scoring goals, and he was creating goals, and this year he scored one in seven. He hasn't played any differently. He's just not quite working. You get those moments, don't you? And it can it can change, in as Son showed on, on Saturday, with one kick of the ball. Can we ask a little bit about Arsenal and the situation? They've, they've bounced back from the setback against Manchester United really well, and that's the sign of a team who are unified and have you know well coached ideas and the ideas are being carried out by the players like again you've got to be impressed by the turnaround that Arteta has affected from you think to Aubameyang being pictured driving his Batmobile late to the North London derby and getting caught in traffic to this team at the weekend where they're introducing a 15 year old and it's 3-0 and against a team who they've had struggles with just last season um, again he's doing a very good job at the moment they've been the best team in the league so far Without question, they've been excellent. Um, and even the, even the United game, you could argue the biggest mistake they made was to equalise. Because at that point, they were so much in control. And then they sort of lost their focus. And he made he tried to be to win it by making a change, where actually, if he kept in the same things, they'd have won it, because they were the better team. But you know, these things happened. But that was a big win for them, particularly with you know no Odegaard and issues. The question is, squad depth. What have they got outside the top, the first... 13-14. That may become more of an issue as the season goes on, particularly if you look at the number of matches that people are playing in the next month. It's going to be, it really is the killing fields of football, really, in some ways. It's going to be brutal, the, the impact of it, unless you have a rotation or the ability to rotate within the squad, because it's, I think it's six league matches um, by the end of October. Arsenal only got five because they don't play that City game, but they've also got European matches in the voice. We're talking about 10-11 matches over the course of 31 days, all of them high intensity. Uh, but up to this point, you can't argue uh, against what Arsenal were doing. Uh, Jesus has scored goals. Saka looks refreshed. Xhaka has been excellent. Uh, the defence with uh, White, an unlikely right back, has worked really well. Saliba has been um, the player that they thought they, they were going to get all those years ago, two, three years ago when they originally signed him and then sent him back on loan for a couple of seasons. Um you know, Ramsdale's kept well. They they haven't shown a weakness yet, apart from that silly twenty minutes at United when they threw away a game they should have won. 
I think they'll be very, very pleased, and rightly so. And that comes down to the players trusting in Arteta. Um, I'm not sure what I'd make of those team talks, having watched them on the uh, the Amazon <laughs> show. I'm certainly not sure what I made of the light bulb. But there's a really interesting psychology at work there. And they like the fact that he challenges him. There's no doubt about that. Oh, Talon challenges them, rather. They want him to be the Pied Piper leading them to the to the promised land. It's a, it's a very interesting squad profile where you can probably get away with that for a certain amount of, of players. And for some players, it's going to just be complete marmite. And mm. uh, maybe he's got rid of all of those from the dressing room and the ones who are there now are definitely his players. And so he can he can take them there. Um, Jack Grealish had a, a big response to a lot of the criticism that had been in the, in the previous week about not scoring and not creating. I mean, again, you know, one goal doesn't change everything, but it can help kick things on. Yeah, I mean, look, he looked a, a much more bouncy figure, didn't he, after the match um, than he had done in the last couple. Of, I don't think he's been playing particularly badly, but again, it's it's exactly the same conversation. It's confidence. Uh, players, you know, attacking players, want to be contributing, want to be scoring, want to be creating, to feel valued and worthwhile. But they're justifying their place, particularly if you've got a hundred million pound transfer fee um, on your back, which Grealish has, and you know, it's, he's into his second season at City, and despite winning the league with them, if he was brutally honest, he'd probably give himself four or five out of ten. And he knows he's, he's, he's capable of eight or nine out of ten. Well, you know, that has an impact. That's, that's, that's a season of not quite doing what you want to do. But England need him to be um, exciting and, and pop, pop positive and with the right mindset. And, and so does City. And City have got other options more than England have. Uh, but we are now, what, eight weeks out from a World Cup. Um, great for Southgate for him to come into this squad this week looking like Jack Grealish again, even if he's only ever going to be a 20-minute man or a half-hour man for England. That's his role, I think. I don't think he's a starter. He's a late-impact substitute for England. Um, you know, in, in, sorry, Jerry. In all your years of following football and on the beast, have you ever seen anything like Haaland, apart from his dad, obviously, and that's probably just looks? <laughs> he is a truly remarkable goal scorer. Um, because that's all he does. He really doesn't get involved in very much in in setup plays. Only interested really is in the thirty yards. He, he was his goal first goal in the, in the six yards from goal area. His first goal outside the box, I think, since August of last year. Well, I can believe it. I mean, but what he does do is he's so powerful. He's so strong. He's so clever, uh, and he's so athletic. He doesn't look as if he, the, the goal he scored uh, in midweek. You wouldn't imagine a bloke of that size could do that. You know, it was. It showed great agility, and he will score all sorts of. He'll do whatever it takes to score, and he's just terrific. He, you know, he is at the moment. The question is whether he scores fifty or sixty this season, isn't it? I mean, he just doesn't seem to want to stop. Yeah, Dick, I don't Dixie know. Dean if, is Dixie, a, I, I don't know. Like, if if he stays fit, and you know, the, you know, you're you're hoping so. There was something about the little clip of him handing over the jersey to uh, the guy who's before the game. All the players are doing the warm up. I don't know if you saw this, Martin. There was just something about it. Um, all the players just sort of tossed the jersey. Oh, and he placed it in his hands, yes. He, he just went over. And, I mean, life is so screwed up now with everything. You don't know, is this actually, maybe he knew the cameras were on him. I don't think he did. I think it was just, he just seems a quite a quite a perfect guy in some respects. And he has a little bit of humility to go with it, despite the fact that he could be the best player ever. And look, he seems to have been brought up the right way by his, by his father uh, and his, his, his family. He seems to be... It, 
he's been nurtured by the right sort of clubs. You know, he's played in small club in Norway mm. and then he's gone to gone to Austria and then he's gone to Dortmund and now he's gone to City. And obviously the next move will be Real Madrid or Barcelona, uh, which is the reason he won't break Premier League goal scoring records, Holland, because he won't be here long enough. He'll be off in big two call. or three years. Definitely, definitely uh, not. But, he, but in that period he's here, he'll have the greatest goal scoring rate of any striker. I would think. I can't see anyone get... Uh, he's going to average better than a goal a game, the way things are going. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of the, the cameras, what have you made about um, David Beckham and the queue? Because there's, there's definitely a viewpoint out there that he's about to face a tricky period of deep-seated links with Qatar for the money that he's taken to be an ambassador for this World Cup. And now, all of a sudden, all anybody's talking about is um, he's, uh, he's one of us. Look, I think it's... Genuine. Uh, I think also the criticism or the, the, the scrutiny over his links with Qatar is genuine and, and right. The, the two things are divorced and distant, I think. This was him in a personal capacity doing something that he thought was right. And I know from previous conversations, he's a, he's a big royalist uh, and a monarchist. And therefore, having met various members, probably all the members of the royal family at some point, he felt it was the right thing to do. I don't think one should ever criticise someone for, for their acts when they're acts of, of personal feeling and depth, which, which this one was. You don't queue up for 13 hours for a photo op. No. You know, you, you you might queue up for an hour for a photo op. You don't queue up for 13 I hours. I tend to agree. I was, I was at a gig recently and you had to queue an hour and a half for a beer and then I went to a festival the next day and it was like an hour queue for a lobster and I was like, not, no chance, I'm not doing this again. Certainly not for 13. Even, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know, 13. An hour for lobster, I'd probably take, to be fair. But and, uh, yeah, it's, but how long is a long queue? 13 hours? I mean, it's pretty long. That's long. I've got a better question then for you. Who's England starting back for at the moment? Um, who are the centre-backs? I don't recognise a good starting centre-back partnership at the moment. No, nor does Southgate. That's why he brought Eric Dyer back. Uh, I suspect at the moment he might be tempted to stick with the three and go Walker, Dyer, Stones, actually. Um, or he plays Walker at right back. Um, but there, if you see, I, I, if you go with the three, then you can play James and Chilwell as your two wing backs. And I think that's probably decent. The other option would be to play Saka at left wing back, actually, because he's just so versatile. He can play left back or right wing. He's a fantastic young player. Um, if you go with a four, I suspect it's Stones and Dyer. Right. Well, we've got plenty of we'll time to... We'll see on, on Friday and, and Monday, won't we? We've got better centre-backs than you. <laughs> well, I'm not sure we do at the moment just yet, but uh, we're getting there. Uh, Nathan Collins, obviously, had a, a weekend to be remembered. Great to have you with us, Martin. Thanks a million. Cheers. No worries. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.